For centuries, black people have whispered, cried, screamed, chanted, and sung a message to be heard. The image of the black person has been tainted by the fear of retaliation when we really want to have the chance for the equation to be equal. Hashtag Trayvon Martin. Hashtag Michael Brown. Hashtag Tamir Rice. Hashtag Sandra Bland. Hashtag me. Hashtag you. Hashtag us. Hey guys, and welcome back to Charlie Hashtag Black Girl. I am going to be doing a three-part series where I do discuss the issues that are going on behind the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I have also come to understand that this may cause me to lose some of my listenership, um, which I'm okay with. But I think that when I started this podcast, I never thought that I would come into a political realm where I talked about things like this. I actually steered away from it because um, I wanted to focus on more of the lighter issues and things that really cultivated us as a culture. However, with the platform that I have, I can't just stand by and be silent when things like this keep on happening. And I want to make sure that I take this platform not only to educate myself or to speak my mind, but to also educate others and to be an advocate for Black Lives Mattering. Um, I want to start off by just saying and reiterating something that has already been explained several times before, but I just see a lot of people who don't understand what the Black Lives Matter movement represents. Um, I myself have people that I care about and love dearly who are law enforcers. And I think about their safety on a daily and the things that they have to go through and the trials and tribulations that they have to face on a daily basis, making sure that they come home to their families, making sure that they arrive safely to their destinations and coming back home from a job that is stressful. I appreciate the men and women who step up in the line of duty and who prepare a place for us where we can be protected and where we can be sound. However, There has come to the attention of all of us in America, whether you want to believe it or not, even the world can see it, that right now, black lives aren't mattering. And it is due to the systematic resistance for people to understand that racism does exist. Now, if you want to be a butterfly on the wall and believe that racism doesn't exist, that's your prerogative, but it does. When an unarmed civilian, not black person, not white person, not Mexican person, not Chinese American, when a unarmed citizen is shot down because they are looked to be a threat based on the merit of their color, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the problem. And the Black Lives Matter movement is not saying that all lives don't matter. They're saying comrades and people alike, people who understand 
us and look at us as individuals. Could you please rally behind the movement so that we can end racism and start a systematic agreement between each other that we all can rise together and that love can be universal and that sometimes, sometimes things have to change. And not only do things have to change, we have to understand why these things are important and why they need to be changed. So I wanted to start there. And I know it's a little dark at the beginning of this podcast, and I know I'm mostly jovial and really upbeat when it comes to my podcast, but I have been drained by this whole conversation not only within my community, but outside of my community. And it hurts me and it baffles me that my children are still going to grow up in a world full of such hate, such hate. My children are brown, they're black, they're African-American. They have two African-American parents. Does that mean that just because my son walks by himself to the mailbox maybe, that if a officer approaches him and he feels threatened and he decides to walk back into the home to maybe get me or something, does that mean that my child should be gunned down because he didn't comply to that officer and that officer felt so threatened by a child that he killed him? See, for me, I understand why some people are racist. I do. It's it's Racism is a collaborative idea behind self-hate, I feel. That's my opinion. I can say what I want. You don't like it. Oh, well. But to not like someone based on the biological DNA of their skin color is beyond me. And that's basically what racism is. You have categorized people based on their skin color um, who have been oppressed for over 400 years to deem them systematically unruly, um, unbehaving animals, um, uh, they don't comply, things of that nature. When there are people of all races who don't comply, who don't listen, who don't listen to the law, who break the law. But for some reason, people can't seem to understand why it is that you people hate black people so much when this country was built on the deaths the hearts the cries the rapes the torture the dismantling of families on the black on the backs of black people how can you just say take away from all of that? How can you not think that that type of trauma can have generations of generations of hurt and pain? So the Black Lives Matter movement is not saying, oh, well, you know, just give black people a little pat on the back, you know, give us some type of credit. We deserve the credit and we don't deserve to be gunned down or killed being unarmed citizens. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about current events and how those play a role in how we can advocate for change. And what does the next step look like for us in the Black Lives Matter community, as well as people who don't understand Black Lives Matter? 
How can we advocate? How can we get these people to understand that Black Lives Matter? And sometimes you're going to lose. And I believe that not everybody is going to see the systematic injustices, even in our own community. But we have to start somewhere. All right, y'all. So uh, I know that this conversation is hard, honestly, because um, I come from a mixed family and um, I know that racism exists and I know that, you know, prejudices and things exist, but it's just baffling to me that people can't have humility for black people. I just will never understand it. And um, I kind of feel like It took me so long to even gather the thoughts or process what I was going to talk about in this first series of these episodes because it's emotionally and mentally draining at this point. Like, I'm just drained. And to have... um, Two young boys who I know one day will have to grow up in a world like this just makes me so upset because sometimes I'm too hard on them because I don't know if I should be too hard on them because of what's going on in the world. Um, And, you know, I had to have a conversation with my nine year old about if he felt like he was treated differently because he was black. And it's just like, are we still having these conversations in 2020 and why? So um, some of the things that I really looked into after researching um, a little bit more into the Black Lives Matter and what they advocate for and things that they're trying to um, really work on in our community, as well as outside of the Black community, um, has been astonishing, really. Um, So number one, one of the biggest things that I felt was really important is the education within our community. Like, how can we better ourselves as African-American individuals to better navigate ourselves in this in this society? Um, And I thought that that was really important because uh, I know for me, that's one of my biggest things, generational wealth. How can I accumulate the the wealth and educational platform for my children so that they understand that they are better than me and they are at a higher level than me before they get to the level, before they get to adulthood, basically. Um, And that's really important to me. Um, And... I feel like I got a late start because I feel like this is something that I could have planned as a kid, you know, (laughs) but neither here nor there. Um, A lot of times, and this is a generational curse as well, uh, we don't have the platform or the education or the knowledge or the systematic structure to provide these things for our kids. And so... I think it's important for that part of the advocacy part of the Black Lives Matter is to educate, promote black owned, promote um, black leadership, promote black education. Um, Those things are fundamental. It's it's necessary because the the biggest hurdle for me to kind of get people who are against Black Lives Matter to understand is I used to work for a German company 
I'm going to use this as an example. Um, I used to work for a German company. And when I would talk to them about history and about oppression, they hated it. Like they hated that whole, you know, hate on each other, tear each other down type of mentality. And the company itself was so engaging in promoting this ability to um, move forward to um, promote yourself, to learn, to give back, to do so much more um, in the community and as well as in the group. And I thought that was amazing. And I'm like, wow, you know, so I talked to one of my my boss about just Hitler and the whole Jewish Nazi um, turmoil that that country went through. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was they have so much hate and and disgrace behind Hitler that he's not even talked about. Like his the that time in history is known, but they want to forget that. They want to make sure that the Jewish people in their community understand that they ride with them and they are loved because they are Germans first. And that to me is where America has missed the mark. We, not we, people who have been in the majority have forgotten that there was a time where people were brought from their homeland over here without any questions asked. Children were raped. Children were hung. Children were beaten. If you can't see the humility in that and then expect for people to, you know, we didn't come to this country willingly. Some of us didn't anyway. And um, a lot of people say, well, you you have to get past that. You have to look over it. But no one ever truly said there was something wrong done. You know, there was something that shouldn't have been done. It's just always been this reoccurring factor. Well, okay, that was wrong. We'll give you this. Okay, well, this is wrong. We'll do this. Okay, well, that's wrong. We'll do this. It's never that ownership. That's the anger that is driving this generation right here. So that education part of our community has to start now. Like we have to understand that some sometimes people just ain't going to get it. And we have to figure out fundamentally how we can work in a society that has worked against us. And how can we build upon our community to make it bigger than what it is? Um, and I think that in the um, 50s and 60s, they really had started to like organize and build and, and create a structure around the black community that was normalized and that was um, healthy. But with integration and um, the fear of being murdered and killed, I just think that hindered them so much. So for this generation, I think that something like the platform of Black Lives Matter, where it's not only it's not only in your face in the political world, in education, in social media, it's everywhere. And it, it advocates to the point that enough is enough. Um, at this point in time, although we're not going to get an apology, maybe from everyone, but people are hearing these cries from these individuals. And um, it, I didn't go through slavery. I didn't go through slavery. I didn't go through Jim Crow. But I know people who did go through slavery. Um, my great grandmother was still alive when um, sharecropping basically <laughs> 
was still a thing, you know, and my parents lived through Jim Crow. So the, the, the craziness of it all is that people really think that this was a long time ago. There is still people, maybe not in the slavery, slavery, when they brought them back over from the ship. There's nobody living through that. But slavery in itself, sharecropping, Jim Crow, um, segregation, stuff like that. People are still living through that. And people are still sharing their stories and their messages with their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids. That stuff is still prevalent. Now, I know a lot of people, um, you know, get mad at the Black Lives Matter thing and, you know, to each his own. But I am going to start this series to talk about the um, structural issues behind um, our community, as well as the oppression of our community and what we can do to change that narrative. Um, That's the first thing that they really work on, the narrative being changed and the structure being changed within the community. Okay, the next thing is the broad spectrum of political power that needs to understand that laws and um, structural things need to change. They need to change. There is outdated laws all over the United States that haven't changed, that still oppress our people, that still navigate the structure to where um, we are left out of certain things. Um, certain communities are are left without certain things. Um, it's, it's a geographical fact. And um, that type of systematic oppression needs to stop. Because how can we ever prosper or grow as a community, as a country, as a land, if we don't take ownership of the crap that we've done, that people have done, um, take take appreciation to the, the hardships that people have had to endure, educate, promote, build, and be better. There's so much hatred on the land of America that it doesn't even see that it's drowning itself, Right. And we have to change that. And that's one of the things. So the systematic structure needs to be broken down. Also, it needs to be said. The communication factor is another thing of Black Lives Matter. Talk about it. See what people are bothered about. See what bothers people. See how we can move forward. See what needs to be changed. See what type of change can be done and what can't be done. How do we motivate each other in each community to understand and connect with the other? There is so many things behind just Black Lives Matter and behind people who understand why black lives should matter. And I that's the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about in this podcast because there should not be any more hashtags. It just shouldn't. It shouldn't be that innocent people are being killed because law enforcement are undertrained. They are hot-headed. They move too fast before they can evaluate the situation and I understand it's a hostile environment. But where there are two officers in a position where someone is detained, nobody should be restrained for eight minutes and 46 seconds to the point to where they lose their lives after saying that they couldn't breathe. 
That, ladies and gentlemen, is why Black Lives Matter. And it's not saying that all lives don't matter. It's just saying that Black Lives Matter as well. And what can we do systematically to ensure that people are properly trained? People understand that you can't just go off murdering someone who's unarmed and have no repercussions. That day is over. We need to move forward and we need to make corrective change. Thank you guys so much for listening to Charlie Hashtag Black Girl. This is going to be the conclusion of this episode. I just wanted to reiterate that I hope that people take the time to go back and reflect, educate yourself, get the knowledge that you need to understand that Black lives do matter. Um, And the Black Lives Matter movement is not excluding any other race. It's just an advocacy group to support the fact that Black lives should matter and people should be treated equally, um, no matter what their skin color is. Unfortunately, in 2020, that is not happening. And people still look at black people, African-American people as a threat, and thus for they're ending their lives. And we can't stand for this any longer because reform has to change. And I hope that people in the African-American community, my community, also take the time to advocate and educate themselves in this time and what we can do to better nourish our community, um, stimulate the growth, the profit, the education is where it should start. Because we don't need another hashtag. Thank you guys so much for listening to Charlie Hashtag Black Girl.